0: you the service is not yet over i have to still preach the word of god uh, if you can put slide on, you know this is something which i share on the encouragement now you know just to say that the times may change the challenges may change the cultures may change but the mandate remains the same but jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel every creature, and that's what I believe God has placed us here, you know, to be that light, to be that salt to the people in this world, but well, this is not my message, um, this morning, I would like to share to you from Deuteronomy 32, verse 11 to 12, you know, which was read this morning, and a part of it where it says, where God is saying, in regards to the people of Israel, as an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings, so the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. Now here, God is giving a picture, or there is a picture about eagle's nest, where the eaglets are there, and they are growing up in this nest. And the eagles, they come, they feed them, they take care of them. And they are in a comfortable position. But a time comes, as these eaglets are growing, a time comes when the eagle starts stirring up the nest. And sometimes even try to push that eagle out of the nest. So that they will learn to fly. So that they will learn to fly. So we see here through the scripture that there was this provision. These eaglets were in that place of provision. They were fed, they were taken care of. But a time comes, as I said, when the eagle starts turning up the nest. Why? Because there is a purpose. A purpose that these eagles will learn to fly. But in in between this provision and purpose, there is a process. And this process, probably these eagles didn't like it. Suddenly, These eagles were in a place from provision to the process where they started looking around and the nest was going away because the eagles were stirring up the nest. And they were in a place where they were falling from high down and suddenly they start fluttering their wings, trying to learn to fly. And that process was not easy. In the same way, God called us, chose us, we became believers, God started providing our needs, God started taking care of us. But that's not the whole thing of our Christian life, but God has a purpose for us. But in order to, that purpose to be fulfilled, God takes us through a process. You know, Psalm 103, verse 7 says, He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. This was a problem. The problem was, the Israelites, they just remained in the place of provision. They remained in the place of provision where they just saw the acts of God. God provided the manna from heaven, whale, water, turned the bitter water into sweet water. They saw the miracles happening and they saw all these acts of God, but they just remained there. Even when God wanted to speak to them, the people of Israel said, no, you don't speak to us. Let Moses go to the mountain. Let Moses hear what God is saying and let God speak. Um, speak to us through Moses. And that was the problem. The same Israelites, in order to reach the promised land from Egypt, it was 11 days journey, but it took them 40 years to reach them. You know why? Because the people of Israel were seeking the hand of God, but Moses was seeking the face of God. And many times as believers, we can remain in that place of provision where we are just seeking the hand of God instead of seeking the face of God. Lord, bless me. Provide my need. I am in trouble. Lord, deliver me from that situation. That's a, that is not all about life, people of God. God has called you for a purpose. And that's what the psalmist says. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. Talking about provision. You know, God always cares for us. Amen? Amen. No matter what problems, challenges you go through in life, he will take care of you when you trust in him. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Even Jesus time and again, he said in Matthew 6, Look at the birds of the air. You know, they do not sow, they do not reap, but the heavenly father provides all their needs. So whatever challenges and problems you're going through in life, one thing remember, when you trust in him, God will always provide your need. So now we need to move from that mode of provision, from that comfort zone. You know, these eaglets were in that comfort zone. And move from the comfort zone to the challenges, to the purpose that God has for us. And many times we remain there because of fear of failure, or many times because of the blockages of sin, unforgiveness, lack of confidence, lack of faith. You know, we want to remain in the stage of provision. And same time, we want the purpose of God to be fulfilled in our life. Only if God can miss that stage of process in our life. We like the purpose of God, but we don't want the process. You know, the scripture says in Exodus 23, verse 29 to 30, where God was speaking about the israelites and he said i will not drive them out before you in one year lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you little by little i will drive them out before you until you have increased and you inherit the land in other words god was saying people of israel you are not prepared you are not ready yet to take up that land, to take up that promised land, to inherit it, there is that process you need to go through. That process you need to go through. You know uh, in the Alpha Course last Thursday we learned something about justification that we are justified by Jesus Christ when he died on the cross And when we believe in him, we are justified by the works of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. But as we get saved, there is a period of sanctification. What is sanctification? It means to set apart, to be separated. You know, there are things in our life that still holds us back. There are things in our life that we still struggle with. And God, through His Holy Spirit, through His Word, He changes us, He sanctifies us, He separates us from the Word and draws us more and more closer to God. And Jesus, when He prayed for His disciples, He prayed this, John chapter 17, verse 17, He said, Sanctify them by Your truth. Your Word is true. In other words, He was saying, Lord, set them apart set them apart by your truth your word is truth again ephesians 5 26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of that he's talking about the church you know with the washing of water by the word you know when you read psalm 119 psalm 119 verse 105 it says your word is a lamp to my feet and light to my Again, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I will not sit against you. And then it says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By taking heed according to your word. So when the more you read the word of God, the more you study, the more you meditate on the word of God, something happens within you. It separates you from the things that holds you back. It separates you it from the world. So that process, many times it's not easy. Now, talking about the people of Israel, you know, 40 years they faced different challenges. Many times they failed, they faltered. But then they came to a place where Moses died, Joshua became the leader. And they were just about to conquer Jericho. And they were going to inherit the land. This was the moment, a great moment for them, where they would see the purpose of God for the people of Israel in regards to inheriting the land. But just before that, you know what happens in Joshua chapter 5? God says, and that time the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives for yourselves and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the four skins. So there was this generation which was not circumcised. And God said, Make your knife sharp plain life and circumcise all the sons of Israel. The second child. In other words, God was saying remove the flesh out of their life. Before you enter, inherit the promised land. God was saying, take out the flesh. And when you say kick out the flesh you know Bible speaks a lot about flesh in Romans 8 it says so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God in other words you do things in your own strength you do things which are contrary to God's will you know Galatians five nineteen to 21 says now the works of the flesh are evident and what are they? What are the works of the flesh? It says adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lividness, idol, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of fraud, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders. You know, when we talk about murder in the Bible, we would say that even if you hate your brother, you know, you are committing the sin of murder. And drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I told you beforehand just as I told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Praise God. God has set us free. Amen. Amen. He has given us the salvation. But sometimes all these things of the flesh can still work in our life. Remember, sanctification, God is in the process of sanctifying. He is in the process of changing us and transforming us to remove the works of the flesh, amen, so that God's purpose, God's plan will be fulfilled in our life. Are you with me this morning? And Galatians 5.16 says, but I say walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It says walk by the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Praise God. God has given us the Holy Spirit. He has not just left us there to struggle on our own. But he has given us the Holy Spirit and his word. And the Holy Spirit who works in our life. Changes us, transforms us. You know when you say Lord come change me. Fill me, Lord, with your presence. I'm telling you, he does wonders. Hallelujah. You know, when I look back from the time I accepted the Lord and when I look back in what God has done in my life, he changed me a lot. I used to be a very short-tempered man. You know, but he changed me. He changed me. He transformed me. It says, but as I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The process. And you know, when Joshua, he did that, he he circumcised all these people. Now they were ready. They were prepared. And just as they were going to conquer <coughs> Jericho, As they were going to conquer Jericho, something happened over there. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Now here Joshua is asking this man, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And so Joshua did so. And you know, when you read further, there is nothing else spoken. Why God gave him that revelation? Because he wanted to show Joshua, Joshua, you are, though you are the leader, you are not the commander of the army of the Lord. I am the commander. God wanted to remind him, I am in charge. Amen? Many times, you know, when God does things in our life, God uses us, God blesses us in life. It's easy for us to take glory because it feeds our ego. But we need to humble ourselves before God and give Him the glory. Acknowledge Him. You know, because there is power in humility. The Bible says, even as you humble yourself, the Lord will lift you up. Where you acknowledge in your life, day-to-day life, Lord, I am not here with my own strength, whether it is your workplace, whether it is your business, whether it is your education or whatever you might do. Where you acknowledge, Lord, I am what I am, what the strength and the ability and the talents that I have, it is because of you. You're in charge. And that's why God wanted to remind Joshua you know, when you read the scripture, nothing else is spoken to him. Just told him, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord. And the place where you're standing is holy, we put your sandals off. You know, I can preach on the sandals itself. You know, when it talks about the sandals, you know, the in Old Testament, the slaves were not supposed to wear sandals if the people who didn't have, well, didn't wear sandals in those days were considered to be slaves. You know, if you remember the prodigal son, you know when the prodigal son, he comes back to the father, you know what the father does, three things. He gives him the robe, he gives him the ring, and then he gives him the sandals because he was a slave. And when he comes back to the father, the father says, take the sandals, you're no more slave. But here with Joshua, you know, God was saying, leave your sandals off, the place is holy. Maybe, in other words, God was saying, you are my servant, not my slave. And now Paul, he gladly says, for I'm the bond servant of Jesus Christ. He's saying, I'm the slave of Jesus Christ. Because in Christ, there is no cruelty, there is no bondage. There is freedom. Amen? When you serve him, there is power. And God wanted to remind Joshua before they could inherit the land, before that purpose of God was fulfilled. One is to serve circumcise, remove the flesh. Second, humble yourself before me and acknowledge me that I am everything in your life. Hallelujah. You know, Romans chapter 1, verse 21, it says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and the foolish hearts were darkened. You know, when you don't acknowledge God and honor him and thank him, you can be in the place where your thinking becomes futile and your hearts can be darkened. Something deep to think about. Amen? So we see here the process and the purpose is this. You know, the psalmist says, I cry out to God, Most High, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Let this be your prayer this morning, like the psalmist who says, I cry out to God, Most High, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Do you want to remain in that place of provision? Or do you want to see the purpose of God? If you want to see the purpose of God fulfilled, you'll have to go through a process in life are you willing to go through that process and say yes to god and i'm telling you yes there will be challenges sometimes it's not easy to let go of things in life but when you do it it's wonderful amen it's wonderful you know acts 13 and 36 says now when david had served god's purpose in his own generation he fell asleep for david it was not easy he did not always succeed. He failed in his life. He faltered. He made some terrible mistakes in his life. But he came back to God, repented before God. And God, God's purpose was fulfilled in his own generation. Hallelujah. And the last scripture is this: Romans 8:28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And as I always say this, each one of you here in this room, God has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your life, and his plan is for good. You know, God has a purpose and plan For the church as a whole but also as an individual god has a plan and purpose for your life do you want to be like the people of israel just remain in the place of provision and don't like the stirring of the nest or do you want to say yes lord lord you can stir the nest of my life take away everything that is not of you Because I want to learn to fly. I want to fly. I want your purpose being fulfilled in my life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we all just close our eyes as the music is played? I want you to just ponder on the things which I shared to you. Things about provision and purpose. But there is a process that we need to go through.
1: And as we heard this morning
0: testimony from Pete and Leslie, with what God is doing in Europe, in Albania, Poland, And some of the other nations. And even in this nation, I believe we are living in the last days. We don't know when Jesus will come. But things are rapidly changing in the world. And God is looking from heaven. seeing that whom he can use for his glory.
1: He's looking for the
0: church who can be the light, who can be the salt. And God has called you for such a time as this. Like Esther, Mordecai said, never know, God has called you for such a time as this. Maybe there are some of you this morning. There are some struggles in your life. There are some values and blockages in your life that you are struggling with. And as Paul, during the worship, he shared one thing. There is no shame in Jesus Christ. He has taken away your shame. Will you allow God to work in you? Will you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you? Will you say yes to Him? Will you acknowledge Him and say to Him, Lord, I want your purpose to be fulfilled. Give me the strength to go through that process. And as Paul says, I can do all things through him. Even when Paul, he was struggling with the thorn in the flesh, God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Holy Spirit of God, right now I pray that you touch the hearts of people and Lord, I pray that this morning, let your plan, let your purpose be fulfilled in each one's lives. Lord, help us, Lord, as your word says for Moses, knew the ways of God, people of Israel, give the acts of God. Help us God to overcome that stage of just knowing your acts, but we want to know your ways of God. So open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds to receive the things from Him. Come, Holy Spirit. That's what I'm saying.